Praise God from whom all blessings flow. This is Brother William Kantz with today's lesson. The lesson is Isaac and Rebecca, God's providence, husband, and wife. The text is Genesis 24. I'll be reading verses 1 through 7. 10 through 18, and 56 through 67. So, chapter 24 of Genesis, 1 through 7, 10 through 18, and 56 through 67. And the New King James Version of the Bible reads, Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things, So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son there. Verse 10. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, for all his master's goods were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time, the time when women go out to draw water. Then he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of of water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink, and she says, drink, and I will also give your camels a drink, let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. And it happened before he had finished speaking that behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, a son of Milcah, the son, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her pitcher on her shoulder. Now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin, no man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her pitcher, and came up. 
and the servant ran to meet her and said, Please, let me drink a little water from your pitcher. So she said, Drink, my lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. Verse 56. And he said to them, Do not hinder me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away so that I may go to my master. So they said, We will call the young woman and ask her personally. Then they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you become the mother of thousands of ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. Then Rebekah and her maids arose, and they rode on the camels and followed the man. So the servant took Rebekah and departed. Now Isaac came from the way of Bir Lahai Roy, for he dwelt in the south. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening, and he lifted his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming. Then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel. For she had said to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Blessed be God's holy and divine word. This lesson emphasizes and informs us regarding the intersection of providence and prayer resulting in decisive actions. Again, the intersection of providence and prayer resulting in decisive actions. When the time came for Isaac, son of Abraham, to take a wife, the patriarch did not want the wife to be from the people of Canaan. His son Ishmael had taken a wife at his mother Hagar's direction from the Egyptians, Genesis 21 and verse 21. Esau, Abraham's grandson, took two wives from the Hittite people, chapter 26, verse 34, and chapter 36, verse 2. Judah, son of Jacob, took a Canaanite woman for a wife, chapter 38 and verse 2. It was common practice for men of the chosen family of Abraham to marry Canaanite wives. However, Abraham wanted his son, Isaac, to marry a woman from the family who worshipped Yahweh alone. When he came to Canaan, Abraham left part of his family in Haran of Mesopotamia. Among those in Mesopotamia was Nahor, brother to Abraham. Chapter 24, verse 15. 
Abraham wanted his son's wife to come from the family of Nahor. Abraham wanted a strong, godly woman to come to the land of promise. He trusted God would provide. Verse 7, note. The Lord God of heaven who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family and who spoke to me, here we have an affirmation directed toward Yahweh, emphasizing Abraham's connected, continued connection with God. Abraham was emerging as a friend of God. Notice James 2, verse 23, he was called a friend of God. Many times in Genesis, God promises to bless Abraham. In chapter 24, verse 7, there is the recognition that God had indeed blessed him in all things. In addition to the birth of Isaac, God had blessed Abraham with great wealth and status in the land. Abraham was attentive to God's will in his decision-making. What about you? What about me? God's providence will be fulfilled. It's up to us to accommodate ourselves to his will and obey. Abraham understood there are strengths in a union of a man and woman who share the same faith journey. In 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 14, Paul addressed relationships between people extending well beyond marriage, but the passage surely applies to marriage too. The apostle wrote, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? If Christians do well to seek the company of others who believe Jesus to be the Christ in life's ordinary pursuits, surely they do well to do the same with the closest of all human relationships it is under consideration. The apostle had earlier written, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 33. In Genesis 24, we have a description of how Abraham's servant faithfully performed his task and brought Rebekah to meet Isaac. Note Genesis 24, verse 10. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia to the city of Nahor. This unnamed servant may well have been the manager of Abraham's property, Eleazar, of Damascus, from Genesis 15 and verse 2. The narrative in chapter 24 emphasizes the providence of God at work in this quest for Isaac's bride. The unseen hand of God was at work throughout the process. This servant put his Lord's business first. He was entrusted with the hope of the promise to procure a bride of the covenant. Before the servant met Rebekah, he prayed. 
O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Verse 12. Here, Eleazar prays in a manner of supplication and deference that he is able to achieve his mission. And he prays for Abraham. Here is a lesson for us, for us all, that praying for success of our mission and praying for others should supersede prayer for personal gain. The Lord providentially ensured the continued development of the promise by guiding the faithful servant to the acquisition of a bride for Isaac. Here we see the hidden causality of God, sovereignly working through the circumstances of those who are acting in faith. Here we see the role of faith expressed in personal prayer, trusting for divine guidance through the tribulations and joys of this life. Let us bathe ourselves in prayer. Let us be specific in our conversations with God. We must continue to seek God's wisdom through the discernment found in his word. Genesis 24 and verse 2 oldest servant of the house is employed by Abraham to seek a wife in the life land of his youth. The servant took an oath to do so. The servant, as we note, possibly Eleazar, prayed with faith again in verse 12. O Lord, God, Yahweh, this is the God of the covenant, And this act of worship indicates his allegiance and trust of God. See Isaiah 65 and verse 24. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Before he had finished praying, Rebekah came out demonstrating kindness, beauty, and a learned commitment to service. The servant prays again in verse 27, and he said, Mercy, saved from one's enemy, loving kindness from eternity to eternity. Note Psalm 119, verse 76, your merciful kindness. The servant notes truth, In other words, faith, hope, kindness. See Habakkuk, verse 4, chapter 2, verse 4. The righteous will live by faith. And notice Romans 4 and 3. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. The servant notes the way. The way of faith a journey. Note Acts 19 and verse 42. Prosper the way. Our way is prospered when it is aligned with God's will.
So this servant who had traveled 500 miles back to Nahor where Abraham's family was, he prayed a prayer asking for divine guidance in the selection of the woman that he would bring back to Isaac. And before his prayer was finished, Rebecca appeared. As Rebecca departed, let's see. As Rebecca departed and from her family, they blessed her and said, Oh, sister, may you become the mother of thousands of ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. That's in Genesis 24 and verse 60. Rebecca had chosen to go and become Isaac's wife. Rebecca's family chose to trust God to bless and protect her. We must choose God as well. We must trust God as well. The remainder of Genesis 24 focuses on the couple's first meeting and subsequent marriage. When the caravan drew to Isaac, he was meditating in the field. That's verse 63. Upon seeing him, Rebekah dismounted, took a veil, and covered herself. So he was praying, she was deferential, and ultimately she became his wife and he loved her. She became his wife and he loved her. A note for husbands and wives. This narrative considers divine action through guidance in human activity. It presents a glimpse, a view of providence at work. Let us embrace the weight of our responsibility in this understanding. God chooses to work through us. He doesn't need us, but it pleases him to do so. Our trust in God anticipates his righteousness, his mercy, and his judgment. God's providential involvement in securing Isaac's spouse is obvious. God intended to keep the promise he made to Abraham and by extension to us as his adopted children through Jesus Christ. The angel of the Lord led the servant to Rebekah. What we do in the Lord will last. We are to acknowledge him in all our ways. God will take our prayers, our skills, our gifts, our honesty, our daily work, our treatment of others, our teaching, our whole selves, 
as Paul notes in Romans 12, 1 and 2. And he will use all of that or a part of that for his creative agenda. We may at present have no specific understanding of how we are part of his agenda. That he will use righteous, faithful servants is left to his discretion, his pleasure. Our faith is displayed in how we seek and follow God's will. We must defer and obey the will of God and be led by the Spirit. We must be smart enough to know we don't know it all and therefore seek the wisdom of God to guide our ways. Anything else is folly. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We approach your throne of grace this day with all humility, thankfulness, and hopefulness. We are all filled with the clarity of your word. Thank you, Father, for showing us your way, your wisdom. Give us the, the temperament to have the faith, the strength, the balance, the determination to serve you unconditionally. Thank you for Jesus Christ and your adoption of us through him. We thank you for being our God, a God of second chances who sits high and looks low. We all have sinned, Father, and as we repent, we are assured of your forgiveness. Thank you for the sacrifice of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, and his redeeming sacrifice for all. We pray that your loving arms of protection will continue to sustain us, sustain us all, and prosper us all. We come with petitions on our heart of mind. We pray for the sick, the shut-in, those who are both near and far Give them those things they stand in need of this day, Father, if it be your will. We pray for those who do not know you, that they may come to know you before it is eternally too late. We pray for those in grieving, mourning, those who are sick, shut in, those behind prison walls, those who are addicted to substances, those who are in abusive situation. Again, give them all those things they stand in need of, if it be your will, Father. Father, we pray that something has been said this day that is 
motivating, edifying, and uplifting. We pray for all within the sound of my voice and their extended families. Give us the faith to obey your word. Thank you, Father. These and all other blessings and favors we ask in the most gracious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Saints, thanks for listening. Next week's lesson is entitled Jacob and Esau. And the scriptural text is Genesis 25, verses 24 through 34. Again, Jacob and Esau, Genesis 25, verses 24 through 34. Let us continue to pray for one another and send along in card or text or by uh, email the love of God. Until next time, stay safe. Bye for now.